put on your Easter best. It's Coco Bongo Show and Disco this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That? The party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osmond. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? Good. Day seven billion and four thousand and three, or whatever the fuck it is now. Are people still counting? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't I've know. Lo- if I, ever... I lost track. Um, I mean, it's not too hard to figure out. So we started on Friday the thirteenth, and this is whatever today is. So you just subtract sixty or sixty-one, depending on how many days the months had, and that's how many days we've been in quarantine. Yeah, I think I've just. All I know is a season has passed, a full season. That's true. It's made me not freak out, but there's this sense of going, what? I've been in my house for an entire season? Yeah. I just missed allergies completely? See, there you go. Oh, that's my news. I got an air purifier. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. Sorry to bury the lead like that, but... uh, How dare you? Tell us everything. Well, she's a Lavoie. Um... That's yeah, it has a little nightlight capability. I live near the freeway and I like to have my windows open and I like to not feel like there's like dust in my in my room when I leave the windows open. So that's smart. I yeah. have one, but I'm more I use it more as a um white noise machine. Oh yeah. I would say that Steve, as far as somebody trying to keep that prevent you from having that it's you know what you might say to them what might i say to somebody trying to prevent me from having an air purifier nadia somebody stop me oh there it is there it is let's bring in our guest who you heard just a little bit about and we can explain what that was about she's a writer for comedy bang bang and wrecked and she's writing on bless the hearts on fox please welcome lauren mcguire hi hello love that intro somebody stop me indeed Thank you. Uh, it's one of the better ones, frankly. Uh, how's your teen? How are you holding up? All that jazz. Uh, it's going okay. This is my first time living alone, so it's a real wild time to, to do that. But it's actually been okay. A lot of ups and downs. Sometimes you get sad, and then you're like, actually, this is fine. And then you get sad again, and then it's fine again. You know, riding the waves. You can walk around naked, which is maybe one of my favorite that's things of living alone. That's Just huge. Like, you you. Pull down curtains and blinds, and you're just completely in the nude, and no one's there, no one's going to judge you, and it's nice. Yeah, that is one of the huge perks. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, well, you have a dog, right? I do, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, so you're fine. Oh, so you're very... <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, so you you have plenty of you have plenty of household members to talk to. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think having a pet right now really helps for sure. Except that during this recording, she's absolutely going to bark at me, and I'm going to you know, it's fine. She's welcome. When I'm doing something like this, and she doesn't get to be involved, she just uh, gets upset and sits. She's sitting. She's sitting right at my feet right now, staring at me. Oh, and soon she will bark. So just get ready. Oh, well, animals are animals. I kept my cat out of the room because I was like, you are going to be disruptive and then you're going to meow because you think it's dinner time again. And I refuse to let you have your way. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes really well with cats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so good, good luck. It. Good he luck. That's what I tell him no. You want you want the cat to meow less. Putting closed doors in front of it is a great way to keep that cat quiet. Also, uh, little hats. When I was in Japan, I got this like little hat for him that's in the shape of a carrot, and I put it on him because I think it's adorable because it is. And he has a real love hate relationship with it. He tolerates it. He'll There's tolerate no, it for about five minutes. A love hate relationship. It's a hate hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> There's no tolerate or love, Nadia. Lauren's right. Your cat hates no it. No cat has ever been, been e- even remotely happy that I had a hat on. No. He'll, he'll be fine with it, and then he'll kind of give me a look like, are we done? And I'll be like, yeah, okay, fine. You know what, Nadia? Somebody stop you. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, back on topic. So today we're going to be talking about the Coco Bongo nightclub from the movie The Mask. This is a real nightclub that exists, which I I didn't know. I didn't know that it was real. Lauren, why do you know that? I only found out about this recently, and it was on, I think it was just on Reddit. Somebody, it was one of those, like, today I learned subreddit things, and it was like, today I learned that there's an actual... Uh, someone made the actual club from um, The Mask, and that really sparked my interest. It set me down <laughs> a long, long rabbit hole of reading many, many reviews and watching lots of YouTube videos of uh, performances at this club. Um, so have you ever been there? No, and I'm. my guess is I probably will never go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to, but it, it's... It's very, it's definitely a vibe. Like, it's very jam-packed. It's, like, tiny, tiny dresses to keep people coming up, running running up to you and, like, pouring tequila shots in your mouth. And that can be fun. And, and I think that can be fun. But, like, it's just so jam-packed that I think it gets, like, once you're at that level of being crowded, I don't know. I just feel like it gets, I don't know if I would have a fun time anymore. If I could, like... Um, limit the amount of people that were in there, I think I might have the most fun night of my yeah. life. Yeah, if, if I could attend some sort of uh, buyout, I would be yeah. there in a, in a second. Yeah. A social oh my distancing club, if you will. Exactly. Or if you went, like, if you, like, go on Easter or something where, like, nobody's going <laughs> to... The idea, the idea of Lauren going to Coco Bongo and Cancun <laughs> on Easter... Yeah, I, you're right, though. That's, that's yeah. the time to go. I would get the VIP passes. I would do the whole shebang. So, you, I mean, you mentioned this a little bit, but, like, are you much of a bar or club person? And if, and if you are or aren't, like, what, what is your scene? If, if Coco Bongo isn't actually the thing where you're like, yeah, that, that's the thing that does it for me. Like, is there a type of bar or club or anything? Like, do you like going out dancing? Yeah, I, I simply love a quiet club. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you, you mean library? Yeah, you know the room. Something like like uh, intimate and uh, um, quiet, and I, you can talk. Uh, but that that said, I do love to dance and party. It's just usually I do that at house parties and stuff like that. So it's not like sweaty, crowded strangers necessarily. It's yeah. like you know people you know. When or you like guys birthday party or stuff where somebody's rented out a whole thing, and so it's just more comfortable than a, than a bunch of strangers where you, you might get a hand up uh, touching your butt that you don't know, you know? I just yeah. got a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I invoked your PS, PTSD. I, <laughs> there's just a vacant stare in my eyes as I look away, <laughs> imagining the one time, where was I? I was in Australia. Uh, my sister was studying abroad. I went to go visit her. She was like, I figured out where the gay clubs are. And I said, let's go. And we went and there was definitely a dude there who, uh, if he if he was uh, gay, he, he did not act it around me because he was very uh, ass grabby. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's this about? That's weird. Please go away, sir. I'm just trying to dance with my sister. Yeah, there's a little, I would say Coco Bongo has a little bit of a vibe of uh, predatory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, they, so like, there's it's a the big, Joe Biden of clubs. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, um, a bit that they do, like an act that they do where they invite girls to dance up on the bar and like, and like they're pouring you shots and stuff and you're doing shots. But then once you get up there, they're only picking girls with skirts or dresses on. And then they blast you from the bottom with air so that your dress flies over your head. <laughs> and I think they may have had to take that down. I don't know that they have it anymore because the more new reviews, the newer reviews don't mention that. But that was absolutely a thing at one point. Oh, my God. It's yeah. very reminiscent of like wet t-shirt contests, which I don't, I'm sure there are bars in places in the world that are still doing that. But I feel like that was a, a real hot thing to do for a while is just blast girls in white t-shirts with water. Yeah. It does show up a lot. I feel like I have a lot of memories of it showing up in media or maybe yeah. it's just <laughs> girls gone wild commercials. I don't know. That's one of those things like we were just talking about with Cl Clarissa explains it all where you where because you see it in a sh in a show you think like your life's going to 
involve that. Like quicksand was like a thing that was always shown a lot. Mm-hmm. In, in, and then so when I got older, it was like, oh, quicksand's not actually, and Bermuda Triangle's another one. Those things aren't actual threats, but like I thought they were. And, and no point in my life have I um, encountered a wet t-shirt. Well, that's not true. I, I uh, was going to say that I haven't encountered a wet t-shirt contest, but I am from Daytona Beach. <laughs> so there's no way that's true. Yes, acknowledge. I, I don't remember it. <laughs> acknowledge, acknowledge where you came from. Have uh, either of you ever been to a club similar in vibe to Coco Bongo? Like when you were younger, you're in college, your friends are like, we're going here and you didn't know. And then you ended up in this uh, yeah. nightmare scenario. I, I would say just in ter- like, it's got a very spring break vibe. Like you are there to get drunk and wasted and then get sloppy. And there's the only difference with this is that there's a huge elaborate show happening around you during that happening. So but like, have you ever been in a situation like that? Maybe not, not at Coco Bongo, but since none of us have been, but have you ever like been in a club similar to this? Um, I mean, if you've, if any of you have been to rainforest cafe, I feel you've been to, uh, <laughs> Kind of a sim, kind of a watered down version. Yeah, that's a little bit of a lighter version. <laughs> With that elephant blowing its trunk, you know, yeah, yeah. They call your like they call your group a safari. <laughs> I, I've been to some Vegas pool party things, which mm-hmm. I feel have a similar vibe. Which is just like we're all getting wasted, and we're sitting in we're standing in waist deep water. Yeah. That we've all pissed in, for sure. No, I've watched the guy next to me drink six drinks and not get out of the pool. I know he's currently pissing in the pool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a disgusting thought once you realize, wait a minute, yeah. and you start to do the math. And, uh, it, 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 like, like, blaring music and that kind of thing. And it's, yeah, certainly not what I would say my vibe is, but I do, I don't know. So, uh, I, I guess I just really fucking love the movie The Mask. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's a good enough reason to be obsessed with this because it yeah. Uh, yeah like I think especially as you get older the um, I think generally speaking I don't know as many people that might be into that or if it would be a once a once in a blue moon opportunity it is a bachelorette party and for some reason somebody has decided this is a good idea or um you know, uh, somebody has been replaced with an alien species and that alien said, why don't we go to the club? And you're like, well, this is how we figure out that you're not the real you. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> and that's the only way. But like as a result, like thinking about what I, I was like thinking back to club type memories of being young and going like, oh, I don't know any better. I'll just go to this bar. I love to dance, so I will go dancing and realizing like, oh yeah, there's still places like this out there. And this one happens to be themed to the mask. That's yeah. what the mask, the mask tie is very clearly there in that oh, yeah. it's called Coco Bongo. An easy Google search shows you the tie. But also if you go to the website or even like the Yelp page, it's not like I do wonder the legal uh, the legal standing of Coco Bongo because it doesn't. I do, too. I do too. And there, so on the original Reddit article that that I found uh, where I found out about this, people wrongly assumed that Jim Carrey was a part owner of this club. That is nothing. Oh, he's not. And I I know that because someone in that thread. Um, messaged someone from Coco Bongo, like you can message them and ask them questions about like your reservation or whatever. And was like, does Jim Carrey own this? And they were like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then someone else pulled up the, the, like the, the business license of the place. And Jim Carrey's name was nowhere to be found. Some real Nancy Drew's going. Yeah. I mean, this is right. We're talking about We're serious on there. What came first? Uh, the movie came first, then Coco Bongo, right? So it wasn't the mask had Coco Bongo inspired by the club. It was vice versa. Yes. Okay. And so I, I've had a lot of trouble figuring out when the club opened, when the actual physical club opened, because the movie came out in 1994. And I don't, I, I'm like, did it come out like right after the movie was like a big boom they were like, we're going to ride off the success of the, the movie The Mask and everyone's going to want to come here. Or was it like a decade later? I yeah. don't. Yeah. 
in doing some of the research, it, what I came across is I don't have a specific date for it because I too was like, when the fuck is this open? I couldn't figure it out, but it seemed like it opened in the late 90s. Okay. Like, it seems like it's been around for a minute. Uh-huh. But I could be dead wrong. I could be wrong because I could not figure it out on the website. I couldn't figure it out uh, uh, under any other reviews. <laughs> yeah. So I think, just- uh, yeah, uh, I think that the mask tie-in was way bigger in the beginning and has yeah. sort of died off and is now like a remnant because I'm sure young people that are going there now might not even know that reference at all and be like, who the fuck's this green face guy? Yeah. <laughs> like they may not, they may truly not know the reference. So um, it, it, it might've been a bigger part of the live show to have, to do like the full dance from the mask with Cam- the Cameron Diaz character and everything. But then um, that, that went away and they started doing more like more current pop culture stuff that is all insane. Yeah, it really it came into its own, really. It really did. <laughs> it has a life of its own now. Uh that that makes sense. And also the fact that it's in another country and doesn't really have any specific mask references in the advertisements. I think it's very I think they I think they yeah, I think it's a combination of the people going don't really care about the mask and also like the legal, like if they've gotten cease and desists or anything like that. I'm on the Yelp page. Like there is part of, of clubs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a photo of the men's room urinal. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. What? I have not seen this. It's on the Yelp page. It is a giant mouth. Um, like big red lips is the uh, is what you pee into. Here, let me. I can take a picture of my screen and then I'll show you guys my phone. Oh my god! Oh, oh I do not care for that. Um, it's not super troubling, but it's not like it's, it's just got John Mayer vibes, and yeah. I'm not into it. Okay. It's like That's Rocky Horror. It's like the Rocky Horror mouth or like Twizzler's mouth. No. Uh, but that tells you, I mean, if you look at, I guess the That's type of urinal. Yeah. yeah. Like that tells you everything you need to know is the Twizzler's mouth urinal. The thing that made me like fall in love with this place <laughs> is the, is it, it's partially, it's not even inside the club. It's the outside of the club. Um, this club was so big like it was such a it became like the most popular club in Cancun so um order to compete other bars started putting like tried to confuse um tourists by putting their own versions (laughs) of the mask like guys dressed as the mask outside of the club so there are all these like jankety ass like like potato faced people <laughs> with the worst costumes you can imagine just trying to get you in the club to trick you into thinking you're going into Coco Bongo. And that that really sealed the deal for me. I don't even really necessarily need to be in the club. What I want is what what, my, what I would like to do hopefully for my birthday someday would be go there and get a picture with every single janky bootleg uh, <laughs> that's what I want um, I mean <laughs> you're- this is a fantastic goal yeah that's really I know I, I want to go to the club too but I want to go on Easter when there's <laughs> <no one there. laughs> um, backing up for just a second now let's say somebody came to this or uh that alien that pretended to be a friend of ours that was like yeah. let's go to the club let's say somebody had no idea what the mask is or as you said all these young kids that may not have seen it can you give us like a very brief overview of what this movie is and why it might be like used as in a club to begin with uh, the, you just a brief overview of the movie The Mask. Yes. Oh, I'd, love, I'd absolutely love to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jim Carrey classic. Sure. And it's based on a comic book. Uh, and the comic book, it, it, there's like there's some lore about this mask. This this you set up this character that's this named Stanley Ipkiss, who is kind of a pushover, who's bad with women. He's not assertive. He's really shy. He's quiet, and um. He finds this mask 
and the mask has some kind of power, uh, like uh, there is a specific name for the, like some kind of demon or God that inhabits the mask. Uh, but when you put the mask on, you are basically uh, possessed by this other force and you become like cartoonishly um, <laughs> uh, uh, assertive and confident and somehow an incredible dancer. And uh, I, what I can only assume, I can only assume that you'd be really good at fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mask can fuck. That's for sure. Fuck for sure. Um, like he's not, he's not pretty to look at because he's got a big green face and enormous teeth for some reason. Who cares when he's fucking you? Yeah, put a bag on it. Uh, yeah, I ain't looking for teeth. I ain't looking at no teeth when I'm fucking. <laughs> Just don't do it anywhere near a mirror, you know? Just uh, close your eyes and enjoy the motion of the ocean there. Yeah. The Mask is a movie that is absolutely worth a rewatch or a watch if you have not seen it before because it it's like, I don't know, they just don't make movies like this anymore where um, the reality is so it's incredibly cartoony. Uh, and it's one of the things I love about, like, early Tim Burton movies like Pee-wee or, like... Um, uh, or, or, or like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or movies like that don't really get made too much anymore. So I don't know. I just like things where the reality of the movies pushed a lot. So mm-hmm. that's part of the, I've watched it a million times and I love it so much. And even though it's problematic and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, but everything is. That's the thing. You go back to, you would go back to anything from the entire decade of the 90s and it's going to be problematic even when it's still yeah. pretty good. Uh, I agree with you though. Like they don't, they don't make them like they used to. They, they definitely don't add like an element of animation into yes. film anymore. Apart from a little yeah. bit here and there with superhero movies, like some of the yeah. Marvel cinematic stuff, but like... With even- Sun, which I was like so delighted by. I The movies, you know, hit or miss or whatever, but the... The Jim Carrey parts are great because he really gets to be full, insane cartoon Jim Carrey. Yeah. Back, baby. Uh, and I mean, it did it It did really well at the box office, I think. It was, yeah, it was like a huge success. It became like the thing that like really launched him besides uh, Dumb and Dumb. It's like that and Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura. Those were like the three, the trilo- the Carrey trilogy, if you yeah, will. Yeah, I would say those are the three. Yeah, Ace Ventura one. Um uh, what was the other one you said? The Mask and... Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber, yes. I would also... Maybe, I, maybe I'd make it a quadrilogy and throw Liar, Liar in there, Liar, Liar in there and uh, say those liar, are like liar. the but four. Liar, I think Liar, Liar just had the one, right? Like, Liar, Liar didn't become like a... Right, like a yeah. Franchise. Yeah. yeah. Liar, think, Liar was kind of a... a Hell, I love every Jim Carrey movie. I think I've, I've, I've... Honestly, I love all of them and I love him. I don't... I know he does weird bad art now. <laughs> But I love them so much. I mean, yeah, we have to, we have so to remember. <laughs> like a lot of people do. That's the thing. Like Walker yeah. Phoenix and Shia LaBeouf are also doing bad art, and then they, they go and do one okay film, and then suddenly they're absolved of their sins. Like all Jim Carrey needs is one big one. Well, what's the thing on Showtime that he's uh? Oh, he, it's not kidding. Good. I really kidding. wanted to like it, but it's it's like a bummer. Ah, uh, um, he just needs one one big one you know and then we'll all love them again it In wasn't that way sonic that- it was sonic for me i was back. I'm back i didn't see sonic oh okay i missed out i missed out on my one chance to see a film before uh movie theaters went away forever <laughs> um okay but wait uh going back to the to the movie Co- yes. so coco bongo plays a big part of the movie because it is uh it is the club in which the mask uh performs um, his infamous song "Chicky Boom Boom," <laughs> and um, uh, it's it's just like a again a, just a cartoonishly insane club um, where anything can happen, and he can twirl someone around, and then they're in a different outfit, and he can like Tasmanian devil around, and it's great. A lot of dancing between Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, Hot, steamy uh, chemistry. Yes. Yeah, because he fucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I'm trying to remember if there was anything else specifically about the club because it's been it's been a minute. I have not seen the mask in years. So when I was looking at clips, I was like, "Oh yeah." Um, 
But the, the club itself is kind of garish and cartoony in the same way that, you know, his crazy zoot, zoot suit, green yeah. out, green faced outfits persona is. Yeah. Um, I believe he wears a big yellow pimp suit. Yeah. Uh, did he, no, I'm sorry, not him. He didn't have anything to do with the club. Did the club owners decide, like, let's take from the set design of the film and use uh, that as a way to create the Coco Bongo clubs that exist in real life? So not, at least not anymore. That may have been how it originated to be a replica. That's very possible. But and now it's just like a huge, like, LED screen crazy stage with like scaffolding and wires that people hang from and shit. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Steve, did you look at any of the videos of the shows or like videos that people took? Um, I watched Five. some videos and some photos from Yelp again. And uh, good news. As of July 26th, 2019, there is still a Cuban Pete uh, mask performance going on uh, yeah. in inside of Coco Bongo. So this is a photo from the mask performer from behind, from very far away. But I see those maracas going chick, chicky, boom. Chicky and boom. and uh, it it's still so... Fingers crossed when these uncertain times get a little more certain, uh, mm-hmm. Coco Bongo will be, yeah. we'll be back at it. It's, it's an insane show. And it, it's clear that it, um, cause I've watched a lot of the, of people's videos, like from start to finish where they film from beginning to end. <laughs> and, um, uh, it changes, it changes with whatever's current and I think it changes with what performers they have and stuff like that. So sometimes there's like a Freddie Mercury, like a huge Freddie Mercury number where he like reenacts the entire Live Aid concert. But then sometimes that's not there and instead it's the Beatles or it's Michael Jackson or it's whatever. But there's usually like one or two big famous like musician acts. All um, three very current artists. <laughs> well, the current ones. Top of the Billboard charts. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, these are all impersonators. So in terms of impersonators, I wrote down a list of them. So these are just a few of the impersonators that I have seen. Starting with Michael Jackson, obviously. Yeah. uh, Freddie Mercury. Okay. mm -hmm, uh, Kiss. Okay. The Beatles. Mm Mm-hmm. Beyonce, which was pretty impressive. Okay. Uh, Oh. The... Uh, all the actresses from the Moulin Rouge, like they have, the, like the Christina Aguilera, they have, and, and Amaya, like the full thing. That is intriguing. Mm-hmm. And they also do the same thing for Chicago, where they have like a Renee Zellweger uh, lookalike and a Catherine Zeta lookalike. Huh. Okay. Uh, all right. Then we got. Then then we start getting good, in my opinion. Uh, then we got Pitbull. We have a Pitbull impersonator. Ooh. Oh hell yes, Mr. Worldwide himself. Then we have LMFAO, mm-hmm. um, and uh, my favorite, Lou Vega. Oh! <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, uh, but did, also doesn't. Did yeah. you guys see, he tweeted recently that when COVID's over, he will release Mambo number six. <laughs> yes, Lou Vega. Oh, I just One, came across a two, potato face three, mask. Four, five, six. <laughs> Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's just, it's Mamo number five, and they just very poorly add audio in of like one more name and one more number. Um, I have a few people that I saw uh, performing on the stage at the Coco Bongo um, Beetlejuice, Pikachu, and Bane from Batman uh, The Dark Knight. So that's, uh, another, that's a whole other category I would like to get into. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Please, yeah. please that, do. So that category is what I would call battles. Oh, what? <laughs> so there are several different battles that I have seen. I feel like they have like one or two per show, like battle sections where it's like, we're either going to, we're going to do one of these battles, but they have a variety to choose from. There is, um... A Star Wars one, uh, like that one's a no-brainer, but it's from the prequels. Okay. Which is a strange choice. So, they, it's, so it's like Watto versus Anakin? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I'm uh, on board. <laughs> so there's a, um, a huge screen in the background where they will play the part of the movie to lead you into the 
that lead you into the fight. And people are on high, high wire or like, you know, strapped to those acrobatic things. So they can be pulled up in the air and look like they're doing like Kung Fu and stuff. It's like elaborate. It's very elaborate. Um, so, okay. That's one. We got the matrix, um, Tron. There's like a Tron one where everybody sure. has a lot of like lights and cool stuff. And, um, uh, the, there's a Spider-Man versus Green Goblin. There is a Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, there is the movie. The, the no, movie. wait, but that one isn't the villain of Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, it's like ghost versions of themselves. It's a, it's that one might not be as quite as much of a battle as like a rowdy run around. <laughs> sure. Okay, all right, that's yeah, that makes sense. That that tracks. Um, and then uh, the movie Three Hundred. Mm. <laughs> Len- it lends itself. That one that lends one itself for my, sure. That's my second favorite. <laughs> uh, th- so that one, that the lead into that is the scene that from the movie they play where he goes, tonight we dine in hell. And then they do the scene like with a bunch of gladiators. And uh, again, they're, they're, they're in fall, they fall down from aerial silks from the ceiling. It's like all very crazy and impressive. Um, I like that one a lot. And then, of course, my favorite is Batman versus Bane. Oh, it's... what? A, how weird to, like, have... Batman has such a collection of fun villains that would be great in a show at Coco Bongo. So yeah. to limit yourself to just Batman and the least theatrical villain is... Great. I mean, I guess he wanted to blow up everything, and you know the stakes were high. But like, yeah, but not the use Spider- the Riddler. Well, yeah, because in Spider Man, it's Spider Man versus Green Goblin. Who, like, okay, that was the first movie, and it's like a big time villain. You'd think that they'd go for yeah, like you said, Riddler, Penguin. Yeah, all like, yeah, of them. Joker's on the nose, but it makes doesn't sense. matter. Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy. Want to do kind of the newest most badass one because that is what they're getting a lot of 21 year olds you know That's or actually true. maybe 18 because i think you could be 18 and drink there um so yeah it's bane it's bane comes out and challenges batman and it is i cannot emphasize this enough long it's a long <laughs> it's a long battle there are like several sequences where batman gets away and then comes back and does another fight. I would say, I think there's probably, it's like three fights. Like they reenact three fights in it. So three? Yeah. Oh my God. And in between, I just want to say like in between all of these acts, um, there's just like, it's just party music and then shit falling from the sky. So like big, like, like, you know, the kind of long balloons that you make balloon animals out of? Mm-hmm. Those fall from the sky at a certain point. And so everybody has a long balloon that they all then start beating the shit out of each other with (laughs) and there's confetti and there's smoke and there's beach balls and there's balloons and just like that's what's happening in between and then you know the spotlight will come up and then it'll be like there's we gotta watch uh uh batman beat the shit out of bang Uh, yeah, I did read about in somebody's review. They said uh, they didn't realize confetti bombs were missing from their life until they went there. Yeah. Uh, and they're just like blasting them all over the place. They sporadically, there's like foggy gusts of air on the dance floor. Uh, the one thing that seemed like it was missing or that I didn't see was foam, but I'm sure they've got yeah. a foam. foam party. I've heard they have a foam party, but I think it's, I think it's like a special event. Yeah, I would imagine so, especially with like the size of that and the amount of foam yeah. that needs to be created. I remember in college once they tried to do a foam party and I think someone from the student advisory or something fucked up because people said they showed up and it was like up to their calves. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> walking around, not even like fully in foam. It's like We're just going to dance and, so- and be drunk in a slippery environment now. Yeah, just knee-high foam, just fucking around and not actually, you know, getting into the spirit of what would be a foam party. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, there's so much happening in one night that it makes sense that the tickets are pricey and it would also make sense why there's like several locations because it was obviously a big enough success for them to yes, keep going so another uh, people fucking love it the reviews are great people love it the people who don't like it think it costs too much and um don't like crowns i mean it has ever it is like i mean it is what stefan's talking about it <laughs> has 
everything. And then you see the uh, when they have these things, like how they set up, like you're talking, Lauren, about uh, what's going on, the insanity outside of Coco Bongo, but yes. they build these entrances themed to like Star Wars or like there's one that has a huge mask and Beetlejuice. Uh, there's a Game of Throat. Like they really well, like go. really a huge part of Coco Bongo. Yeah. Inexplicable to me, but, but uh, yeah, the, that's like a big part, the Jump in the Line song. Oh, and I've yeah. seen two versions of Beetlejuice, one where it's like um, a, a Beetlejuice and then like a mini Beetlejuice, like a, like a little person in a Beetlejuice costume, and they are on wires and then get lifted up and like do a dance. But I've also seen another one where – the guy is just like running around uh, on the ground floor and he's got a handful of uh, like talcum powder and then he keeps bending over and then throwing the talcum powder so it looks like he's farting dust. <laughs> and that's his act. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just imagine that guy going in? Like they had an open call, auditions, yeah. and he's like, all right. Here's my thing. Get ready. Here's... Here's what I can bring to the table. And then there's just like a silence and then they just slowly applaud one yeah, by one until it's tear rolls down their eye. Yeah. yeah. Thunderous applause at the end of it, just like roaring for this guy. What yeah. what a hell of a thing to do and be yeah. like, that's my bit. They also do some audience bits too, where it'll be like the uh, you know, twerk off between these two or whatever. But my favorite thing that I saw was at one point, they, they just have this thing called hot cam. <laughs> and and, and uh, I had to replay it a bunch of times because I didn't understand what was happening. But the hot cam, they had gotten this old man to go up to the stage and then be like on this tiny balcony alone, completely alone. And then all of a sudden it said hot cam. And, he, and then so there's him up on stage. But then behind him is like a huge version of him being, like, being projected. And he just doesn't know what to do. He's very confused about what to do. And then after a few seconds, he just turns around and pulls his pants down and shows his ass. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> I mean, when the hot cam's on you. Oh, found it. Found it. <laughs> Beautiful thing I've ever seen. He knew We're, what to do. He just knew in his heart what to do. Let it out. Show your ass. Oh, there he is. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, that is a motto to live by. When in doubt, show your ass. Oh, yeah. He's lifting up his tank top. He's going <laughs> for it. There it is. Did you find it? Oh, yeah. I just Googled hot cam Coco Bongo. That's the literal name of the video. Uh, I mean, uh, honestly, what are you going to do in that situation? Like, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, but the the part that confuses me is that he didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he ends up fully naked. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you watching it? Yeah, he falls. He's yeah. He's fully he's fully nude at the end. It's amazing that you can go from not knowing what you're getting into to. I mean, I've never been to Coco Bongo. I can't speak to that. Yeah. Yeah, you might get up on the hot cam, Steve, and then what, you know, you got to give them what they want. Um, I am floored by this photo of Pennywise performing at Coco Bongo. Oh, wow. Okay, never seen that. That's new to me. Didn't know and made an speaking, appearance. speaking of Pennywise, apparently for uh, Space Jam 2, Warner Brothers is really trying to like cram in a lot of cameos of their own properties, like in a uh, Ready Player One kind of way. So they're looking at like Batman characters, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, Pennywise, and it is all but uh, confirmed by Jim Carrey that he will be returning for a short scene where he plays the mask. Yes. <laughs> the mask will be in Space Jam too. Nadia, did you hear that? Oh, I'm processing. So <laughs> Jim Carrey couldn't do Son of Mask or Son of the Mask, which was supposed to be the uh, this planned sequel because it was so successful. But he can join Space Jim 2. Uh, it, it still was the sequel. It still happened just because Jim Carrey wasn't in it. 
<laughs> you're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, like he no, didn't, but, he couldn't come back for that. He could oh, come for back sure. for like a big movie. No, but I he's think, gonna come back for this. I think you're right to consider Son of the Mask not canonically related. I think we leave Son of the Mask, which came out in 2005, as the as the planned <laughs> past tense sequel. <laughs> Uh, the video game is more of a sequel than that movie is, right? We think we yeah. can all agree on that. Well, um, there's the cartoon, too. Yeah, there's Oh, the that's right. I loved the cartoon. The cartoon was good. I forgot about and the cartoon. And that one, they, they destroyed the Covango Co- Co- numerous times. Oh, yeah. They destroyed they just it. kept rebuilding it and tearing it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So, here's another thing about this club. That uh, if you... Come to America and you go to club, with the exception of Vegas, where it's just open 24-7, most places are going to close based on uh, liquor licensing in that state. So in New York, places stay open until, what, three or four? In California, they shut down at two. And a lot of places, they shut down sometime between midnight and two. Here, you walk in, it's like 10 or 11, and it keeps going till basically five in the morning. Good. The show ends at, like, two or three in the morning. Yeah, good. It's his time for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. they uh, should serve breakfast on your way out. Yeah, which it, it made the the ticket prices make more sense to me. The idea that you're going to pay sixty to eighty dollars for this experience, like you're basically yeah. getting a Cirque du Soleil show uh, all night long, and yeah. uh, at least as of 2016, unlimited drinks. Uh, yes, I, I believe, yeah, I don't know if they still do that, but yeah, it used to be included in like the VIP, whatever kind of packaging deals, like you get drinks or you can get like the extra VIP and get only the top shelf drinks and you get good seating and stuff. Um, which is a pretty good deal. Oh, I would do that if that's, if I go to that club. And guys, if you want an even better deal, I suggest you buy your tickets through the website where you get a web deal of $5 off. Oh, wow. (laughs) So just a package and that's what a dream come true that is. How do we feel about the idea that like there's just suddenly sirens shrieking and then there's a blast of cold air? Good. That's not. I mean, the blast of cold air sounds great if I'm in a crowded club. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's true. Fair. As for the siren, I mean, maybe not. Oh, um, there is also. I I wanted to alert you to that. As of 2019, there. There is a bit that they do that is the Joker walking down the stairs <laughs> to that song. That's why that song by that pedophile. <laughs> the, ho- uh, the hockey song. Yeah, the, <laughs> hockey, song. the hockey song. Um, the hockey song by the pedophile. I cannot for the life of me. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. I, oh. I, I should know this. But yes. Oh, that's, I mean. In case you guys were worried that they didn't, they weren't going to include Joker walking down the stairs, you can sleep well tonight knowing that they did include it. <laughs> I like that there might have been, like, I like that for some of these, there may have been discussion. They go, no, we got to have a Madonna impersonator. We got to have the beat. Like, we got to have all the, the world's biggest acts, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure in some cases they go, well, should it be Bane or should it be the Riddler? But then the second they see something that like that, they, they must just like wake up in like a cult, like a, oh yeah. Like they must wake up at three in the morning and jot it down on a notepad. And they're like, get me the outer. And he's like, Joker downstairs. And then they're like, it's a hit. Like they must, there must be, I'm trying to think of other pop culture moments like that, that, even if we don't have a photo of them at this exact moment, they like what? What have they had to have included? <laughs> um, hopefully, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman calling someone a pig fuck. <laughs> 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 you think that will make the cut? I hope. Maybe not, but I Ariana Grande licking a donut. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope to God they've included that. Uh, um, yeah, I feel like they're as they're watching the movie, they just when a scene like the Joker going down the stairs comes up, they just stand up out of their seats and run out of the movie theater. That's it. That's what's <laughs> gonna save the club. <laughs> uh, 
I think any, I think, yeah, anytime they see something theatrical that involves stairs or like flying in the air, they're just like, yep, put it, got, this is next for the club. Perfect. Take it to the Coco Bongo. Uh, uh, Now that that I think about it, something that, well, because you mentioned Warner Brothers, Steve, something that comes to mind is they don't seem to have, and I'm sure this is because they're very litigious, any Disney characters. Like, you would think they'd have a, uh, like, an Elsa screaming, let it go, while, like, descending down a million acrobatic scarves Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if that's their choice. Or if they're like, God, I wish we could, but we can't get, if there's a rights issue, what do we think? Mm. I don't know. I mean, just looking at the statue, some of these photos of the statues of Beetlejuice and Spider-Man outside of Coco Bongo make me think that getting the rights, maybe it, uh, it's not as important <laughs> in it. Like maybe outside of the state's copyright infringement uh, at clubs is a little murkier of water is easier to get away with because there's no way there's no way that anybody is like overseeing Beetlejuice and like signing off (laughs) yeah no way there's no way I mean I think it should it should be considered an honor yeah Yeah. something you made this is my new life goal I just want to make something that is hits pop culture hard enough that it gets parodied or performed in, at, at Coco Bongo. Yeah. And if I don't do that, I will have failed my mission in life. <laughs> that's a good goal. That is a good goal. Yeah. I mean, honestly, because like that's, that's what many of us in creative endeavors want, right? It's like we want to be some kind of influential or recognized. So like to have something you made be so popular yeah. it becomes part of Coco Bongo. That's just, that's when I like I can quit and be and like no, never have another regret. Yeah, that's much better than a uh, star on the Walk of Fame that somebody's going to piss on. Absolutely, and and I hope that like you know, fucking Pirates of the Caribbean people, Caribbean people are honored <laughs> to be to be to be portrayed by Coco Bongo. You know what? That's Disney. I'm th- so I was wrong earlier when I was like, oh, I haven't heard any Disney names thrown out. I guess I'm just thinking of like, like obviously animated stuff, maybe not so much, but like, yeah, big, giant, worldwide franchise. Oh, you know what I want to see at Coco Bongo? A Mission Impossible sequence. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, where he drops in on a wire. Hell yeah, that sounds great. I want to see a Tom Cruise impersonator and all the other people that are in those movies just running around uh, try to outrun the bad guys. Yes. Like a guy comes in on a motorcycle and just flips. Yeah. Oh, that'd be Oh, a John Wick one would be good too. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. That's and- John Wick is popular enough, is it? It's it's on its way. They're on the fourth yeah. one, aren't they? Or they're like gonna film? Yeah, but it's still l- somewhat niche. It's no, it's no like big box, um, like Marvel movie type thing. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, seem to, they seem to only be doing things that are huge budget movies. Yeah, I'm surprised that there's no like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm that surprised seems, too. I'm that surprised seems- that there was no Groot or Baby Groot. I expected. I expected it. And you know they've got green to paint up a Gamora lookalike and all that because mm-hmm. it's a mask. So, uh, um, God, what what was the other one that is? Oh, James Bond. James Bond feels like. Oh yeah, that's another good one. And there may be. I mean, that's the thing. It's just it's constantly changing. So there there may have been at some point. Ooh, I'm gonna Google. I wonder if there. Are, I'm sure in the late '90s there mu- there must have been some sort of Mortal Kombat. Also, there is on um, Spotify a Coco Bongo playlist, <gasps> which is excellent for working out. I bet. Um, it's from all the reviews that I read, because you're kind of going back and forth between there's dancing, but it's not like a DJ driven club like you might be in Vegas. It's such a show. Mm-hmm. Is the soundtrack like popular uh, pop songs that are, you know, like you would in a regular club, or is it the soundtrack to the shows? It's not the soundtrack to the shows. I would say it's the kind of music that they would play in the in-between parts. So it's like a lot of LMFAO and Maroon 5, but like remixed, you know? Yes. Okay. All right. 
I was just, <laughs> there's a part of me that's hoping on the Spotify playlist, you go straight from LF, <laughs> LMFAO into like, uh, 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 Jack Sparrow, there you are, or whatever it's going to be. Oh, <laughs> man. Sword oh, fighting God. sounds, you can listen to that while you're driving. <laughs> LMFAO. They must be the Sexy and I know it must be the most played song at Coco Bongo. <laughs> yeah. I bet there's nights where they just leave it on from three to five and nobody says oh, anything. Is, yeah, you're too drunk by that point to know yeah. that you've been playing for six hours. I love that Playa del Carmen.com on their blog because there's four different uh, Coco Bongos and one of them is in Playa del Carmen has this question Coco Bongo or Senor Frogs? <laughs> Fair. I think that's insulting. Um, I, think that's, I think that's terribly insulting. And also, <laughs> on the Yelp, the Yelp page is very clear that there are um, there are uh, bus tours in which you can go to Coco Bongo and Senior Frogs in the same trolley trip. So, oh, I so I guess uh, what I, what I would say to uh, to anybody trying to decide between the two is why decide. Why King Solomon yourself? Go to both. Does, does that package deal come with a new liver at the end? I mean, oh Jesus. my God. I mean. How dare you? Honestly? <laughs> honestly? See, you, you know what? You're not going to see at Senior Frogs, a fucking Freddie Mercury recreation of the Live Aid concert. Hey, I am I very mad at somebody asking this question. And what the PlayaDelCarmen.com blog says is, this is a little like comparing a hard rock cafe to some beach bar in Fort Lauderdale during spring break. Senior Frogs is a great place to go if you'd like to hang out at a bar on the beach, maybe catch some live music, yeah. eat some American and or Tex-Mex style food. Yeah, I'm American or Tex-Mex. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying it's completely, they're two different animals. They're two different species. Yeah, they, they keep going and then they're like, it's fun. It's something you could do day or night, but it's not Coco Bongo, which just no. makes me laugh. 100% right. <laughs> that person's 100% right. Oh man! How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I know. I I have no idea who asked them that, but whoever did, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should. You should. Okay. Um. Have you guys been to any other bars, clubs? I'll even throw in restaurants or shops that are based on movies or have a movie tie-in. Like I know there was a Star Wars themed bar, not the one that's in Disneyland, but there was like a separate one before they built that, before they built like a recreation of the cantina in Hollywood. And um, also in LA for a while, there was an Austin Powers themed bar. I didn't go to either of those, but I know other people that did. And I'm wondering if you guys have ever been to anything like that. Who failed me as a friend to not tell me? <laughs> But there was an Austin Powers themed bar that I could have gone to and said, um, yeah, baby. While I it got was very short lived, but it did seem like the people, the people I saw going like really went all in and did like a whole, you know, 60s night with it. I can't. I mean, other than Bubba Gum Shrimp, ah. I can't think of that many other ones. Bubba Gum Shrimp. My favorite thing about that place is that they play the movie on repeat. Yeah. They include the scene where Forrest Gump gets a hand job. Yeah. They didn't cut it out. So that <laughs> will play while you're eating your coconut shrimp. They all also just when Jenny dies. Yeah, that's like the saddest shit in the movie. And they're just like, yep, let it run. But uh, I, I, one thing I love about Bubba Gum Shrimp is that they have that, that little sign that it, like, it's a, there's a, um, a sign with red and green cards. And if you need the waiter, you can put the, like, red card up for, like, stop here. And so you don't have to try to constantly be getting the, anyone's attention. They can be running around. Just look for your card. I love it. It's such a good system. Every place should do it, including, you know, Michelin star restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I fully agree. Because, that, but it, it also helps prevent the opposite side, which is something I hate, which is when a waiter is yeah. too attentive. Yeah. I do not need you to be checking in on me every three seconds and interrupting my conversation to figure out if you need yeah. to refill my water. I'm confessing something and I'm weeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dinner and I need you to, you keep interrupting to ask me if I want dessert. Did you guys want, can I interest you in a lava crunch cake? I'm so, I'm so sorry, whatever you're going through, but um, I'm about to cash out. Uh, <laughs> so if you wanted anything dessert, otherwise uh, Stan will be by to, to finish no, you guys out. I don't want anything. <laughs> Oh, my um, husband's dead! 
Um, yeah, now that you mention it, I am like trying to think through stuff based on films and uh, You mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think those are the only ones. Those are the only ones that have uh have unless it's in a theme park. Uh, like it's yeah. theme parks and Coco Bongo. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. the M&M store. Which M&M is not based store. on a movie, but it is based on commercials. I'm shocked there has not been an M&M's movie. Yeah. Oh my God. Good. Get point. on it. Let's the three of us. We're gonna write the next M and M's movie. Get that IP. I mean, and then, so... and then they'll have the giant M and M's like fall from the sky at Coco Bong, and then we can all retire. They're so well defined. Those characters from the commercials too. Like yeah, well, you've got sexy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The the brown M and M is Vanessa Williams. Uh, actually, both we've got a couple sexy ones because or, or no, uh, green M and M and brown M and M are both pretty sexy. Oh. Yeah, they're competing for who fucks most. Yeah, exactly. They're both also the female M&Ms, so they have to be sexy because otherwise, why have female M&Ms if they're not yeah. there to to be fuckable? Right, exactly. I like to I like to think about how attracted I am to my food before I eat it. Especially yeah. especially chocolate-coated candies. <laughs> I want to know if it's fuckable. And the yellow one is dumb. And that's uh, the, those are the, the person angry guy, right? Yeah. And then what's up with there's like pretzel and peanut butter. Are they what are they? They show up occasionally. Orange is uh, I think he's pretzel now. He was originally crispy. Orange kind of switches up, I think. Mm, oh, God, that chameleon. would be a good Coco Bongo show. That'd be yeah, so a bunch good. of Eminem's dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I've got into it. I I truly love the anything goes spirit of this place. Would and you just try would anything. You guys go to Coco Bongo. Would you go? Yes. Yes. Oh, and in a heartbeat. I love big dumb bullshit. I love tacky shit. This is right up my alley. Even I though mean, I'm not a club a person. Level of crowd and like sweatiness. I will put up with that for the spectacle. For I agree. The M and M store does have chocolate uh, scent pumped into the air, but uh. It's such a fake chocolate scent. It's nauseating. It's like if you ever had like a chocolate scented like eraser as a kid, like that kind of scent. Mm. Well, you, you can make that part of the tour shorter. You can be like, and here we are. Okay, moving on to the next to the Coca Cola store. Something like that. I don't know. It's your tour, Steve. You put it together. Yeah, you put it together, man. Yeah, I'm making me do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all walking distance. I think the farthest you have to walk is to Planet Hollywood. If you could build a bar or a club or a restaurant or something in real life, like you have a billion dollars, go nuts, but it has to be based on a movie or have some kind of tie into a movie, what would you build and what would you put in it? Would you make it sort of like the way Kaku Bongo is, where it's just tangentially tied in name and there's a few elements, but like. The rest of it is in, is whatever insanity your brain can think up of, or would you like try to be true to the book and go? I want to see this built and come to life. This is what a question. I know. I mean, my <laughs> mind is filled with possibilities. The you can name as many as you want to. You don't have to just. My pick first one. thought is to do um, trailing the chocolate factory because just to have to have that come to life where you get to like walk around in the in the candy the the candy wonderland. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Um, and then, oh gosh, oh, I'm a big Pee Wee fan, so I would love to. <laughs> I would nice. love to do some. I would love a, a Pee Wee themed bar. What about a Fast and Furious? That could be That'd fun. Be good. I went yeah, to a Fast and Furious. I went to a Fast and Furious themed wedding once. No, yeah, how was it? Fucking great. Was it recent? I wonder, like, how many movie? What was like the most recent movie at the time? Do you know? Not the newest, newest one. Okay. Um, yeah. It, but The Rock, Rock was in it. Um, I'm not super familiar with the Fast and Furious movies, but um, the, like the two signature drinks were like a Vin Diesel drink and a Rock drink. Oh, I'm sure there was Corona. Mm, it's just, I mean, that's a good wedding thing. Yeah. Yeah. The more that you mention it, it does make me think that there has to have been a Fast and Furious something at Coco Bongo at some point. Well, there was a live traveling show, almost like Fast and Furious on ice, but without the ice. Like they did like a live touring performance of Fast and Furious. So I have to imagine they'd be able to scale it down to Coco Bongo. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's fair. Um, I mean, my joke answer is Parasite. 
Like, <laughs> like you just order the 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 be the, the uh uh not baby oh, bum the thing that that she like asked her to bake right like with ten minutes to go yeah. um and it's just you hang out in that house and you are like be quiet. Or I else. think that would make a great escape room. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. If those ever come back, yes, I think it would too. <laughs> but when I really think about it, it's like, oh, I would love a Jurassic Park bar. Now oh, I know Jurassic oh, Park, great one. I know we have Jurassic Park at the Universal Studios, eh. have that kind of stuff. But we don't really have, like we have a ride, and then you have um, a guy pretend to be Chris Pratt, and there's like an animatronic dino, if I recall so from 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 <laughs> Steve. Was it a mess? Yeah, that was a, like a like a mess, as in like Universal Studios having a draft, oh. like a proper. Oh, oh, oh I thought you meant mess to the idea. Okay. No, <laughs> the uh, Universal in Hollywood has a Isla Nublar down at Jurassic World, and it's just a stand that sells fruity drinks. So my meh was to <laughs> their attempt at it, not to the idea of one. It could be super fun. Yeah, yeah I want like a Jimmy Buffett esque Margaritaville Jurassic Park bar mm-hmm. where like occasionally it shakes and you're like is a dino loose or like <laughs> you get splashed with some crazy water and it turns out that that big one in the new ones in the tank that thing that's like the mega whale what what is it called I mosasaurus forget. thank you that mm-hmm. thing like gets you and then there's like a corner of the bar that gets wet and everybody <laughs> has a good time Basically, I'm just pitching a tiki bar. This is not particularly. Yeah. You're pitching. You're pitching Trader Sam's, which is at Disneyland, just with dinosaurs, and yeah, much, <laughs> and everyone getting uncomfortably wet. <laughs> but also, like Laura Dern shows up, and then um, yeah, know, it's just Laura Dern is there. You know what I want? I want a Laura Dern bar. Sounds like that would be. Oh sounds like God. that's yeah. That's I just want a bar that's themed to Laura Dern. Fuck every other franchise and property. I want a Laura Dern bar. I love her so much. And there's different sections that are based on different things. So there's Twin Peaks Laura Dern. There's Jurassic Park Laura Dern. There's Big Little Lies Laura Dern. And you just like show up. You can get a consultation with her as your divorce lawyer. Yes. Exactly. Like you just go into a section of the bar. There's a different Laura Dern impersonator there to greet you based on that movie that she is or TV show that she is from. Uh, and then all the drinks are just um, like really nice. They're just like nice cocktails. Because like what else would Laura Dern drink? Or like a nice wine. Wine with ice in it. That's a Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what does Laura Dern drink? Oh, I either a white wine. She seems like a white wine woman. Yeah. yeah. But like a high quality white wine. Like I don't oh. think she's going for the cheap shit just because. You're rich. Yeah. Yeah. She has taste. And style. And then the people who did the, when they did the, for the Independent Spirit Awards recently, where they did that whole Laura Dern song, that just sort of plays like every couple hours. And when that plays, that's when you know, like, oh, this part of the dance floor is open. So you can go. Yeah. They just have that, uh, the, the choir come out and sing. That's my pitch. Fuck yeah. Jurassic World. I like that. <laughs> A Laura Dern bar. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh... Yeah, what do you what do you got, Steve? Did you say one yet? Um, I mean, this is, I mean, I hate to you know be a parody of myself, but I would I want to open up the Bourbon Room from Rock of Ages and just have it be nonstop songs for rock and performances from Rock of Ages oh, all fun. night. That's fun as hell. Uh, that is fun as hell. Yeah, I just lots and lots of '80s power mashups. I just want it here. We built this city, and we're not going to take it. Mashed up together, nonstop. With so you just want a bar that plays Rock of Ages? Uh, yeah, and maybe like it doesn't even have to be that big. Like if it was just like as big as a TV in my room, and nobody else was there, that'd be fine too. <laughs> Is there dancing? No. <laughs> No, it's mostly sitting. All right. Mostly sitting. <laughs> but and just like, like Coco Bongo, no dress code. Just like Coco Bongo, you're just going to get fully nude. <laughs> <laughs> is there full nudity at Coco Bongo? I doubt there is. No, I don't think so, unless something goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Laura McGuire, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. This is, I, I relish any opportunity to talk about this uh, stupid club. Oh yeah. I, I want to go so bad and we all have to go now. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Oh goodness. Um, I believe Comedy Bang Bang you can watch on Netflix right now. Um, and Bless the Hearts is uh, on Fox. Season two is coming out in October. Watch it. Uh, you know, it's way high to me if you see me around town. <laughs> pink hair, you can't miss me. Usually Your hair looks great. Thank you. I'm usually on a bike, so say hi. And where can people find you if they don't see you about town? <laughs> they will. She has pink hair. They will, but if they don't. If they, like, happen to miss her. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm on Twitter. My handle is I'm Lauren McGuire. Uh, and that's also my Instagram handle. And you can just watch me, you know, take selfies because I got nothing else to do. Let me do any of take us. videos of my dog and pictures of my own self. <laughs> very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, are any of us? I, 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 feel, I feel very vain taking a billion selfies right now while we're in quarantine. But I'm also like, what the fuck else are we doing? There's nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just pictures of my cat over here. Because people like that better than me. Steve. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at WhyDoYouKnowThatPod or on Twitter at WhyDoYouKnowPod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at WhyDoYouKnowThatPod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.